Hello and welcome to Doing Time, where humans talk about their experiences in a psych ward. Today we have guest C. Um, I would say her full name, but she works in the mental health field, so welcome. How are you? I am good. Thank you for having me today, Drew, and thank yeah. you for um, accommodating my kind of ridiculous <laughs> um, privacy <Your> <laughs> request. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm like kind of excited. I feel like it's like a mystery guest. So, um, but yeah. So the first question, and like I know, you know, we've talked, and I, I've known you for kind of a while, like. Um, so the first question I always ask on the podcast is how much time have you done? And that like fluctuates in the sense of it could be in a psych ward and therapy, um, inpatient or, uh, sorry, like IOP, PHP, you know, all the terms. So I'm like really excited to talk to you about it because people who are, I just sometimes say IOP and they're like, what the language are you speaking? And so like, you know, everything. So yeah, why don't you go ahead and share that? Yeah, it is definitely another language. It's yeah. good to like, it's like have someone who can communicate fluently. Right. Um, that, yeah, depending on how you define time, mm-hmm. really is a lot. Um, probably like three different inpatient stays. Okay. No, no, more than that. Three different hospitals, multiple stays at each of them. Um, okay. All in Chicago? Um, uh, two in Chicago, one in Arizona. Um, one okay. time I went to Arizona for treatment there. <laughs> if you count residential months upon months upon okay. months, have you ever explained on your show like the difference between inpatient and residential? Um, no, but I know there was um, Lily who was on um, my, like, three or four episodes ago they were on the podcast and they went to residential um and stayed for a couple of months but I think just to go over residential is when you're actually staying and it's kind of more like a home program you're staying there and you know when your end date is it's not like you get thrown into there yeah 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 (laughs) but it's like you're you go when you're ready versus a hospital when you could just get released in 72 hours and it's all these like insurance rules and stuff like that residential typically is way longer oh yeah but can't you go from inpatient to residential if they think you need usually what happens okay okay so then you were in residential in Arizona um and so you well, were inpatient in... and residential. Right, right, right. Of course. Okay. So obviously there's a lot to cover then. Um, what was your, then maybe go into this, like what was your first hospitalization like and then why were you hospitalized? So my first hospitalization was residential. Um, I okay. was at my first year at college um, okay. away from home for the first time. I'd mm-hmm. had an eating disorder probably for most of my life didn't own up to it until that time Mm -hmm. and also just like kept it hidden I got really sick I didn't have my mom there to make sure that I was like eating breakfast and dinner at least so like I just really like kind of lost control and ended up getting really really sick so I was admitted to residential um in Chicago and Uh stayed there for probably like three and a half months wow um, okay that's that a long first time. time yeah okay and were you resistant um or did you want help or like how did that come about um I was resistant at first I mean people started telling me that I should get help probably like at the beginning of December it took until like the end of January for me to be like okay I need to do this but at Mm -hmm. that point like I was kind of accepting that residential was like the level of care recommendation Mm, and like I felt that's what I needed I mean at first like obviously when you walk in especially because I'd never like had any treatment before other than like seeing a therapist like three times right like I 
was like nothing. I yeah. mean, it's just overwhelming. Like we were talking earlier about like all the logo, like the lingo and stuff. Right. Like I had no idea, and I was thrown in with people who had been in the system for years upon years upon years. I remember like <laughs> I walked in, and girls were talking about like, oh yeah, this girl had to go IP for an NG and <laughs> IV, and I'm like, oh my god, what is this shit? I'm like, okay, we have ACT oh group god. tomorrow and ERP. Oh my god, what is all this? So it was. That's nuts. It That's like overwhelming. Wait, can you say what that is? What is? Wait, that? I don't even remember what I said. IP is inpatient, and okay. G is nasogastric tube, which is like one of the feeding tubes you can get if you have an eating disorder, but also other things. But okay, right, right, That's right. the context in which these in which people it was were used. using it. On okay, ERP. That literally sounds like a wrap. Yeah, <laughs> exposure response prevention, act acceptance oh and commitment therapy. Right. Oh my yeah. god, you're so right. That's so funny. Okay. So then you were thrown into that and like, did you ask them what they meant or did you kind of just figure it out on your own? I was like terrified my first couple days okay. there because I was like, oh, I don't really need to be here. And then like my very yep. first meal, I'm like, oh shit, like I need to be here. Like right. my very first meal, I like, well, my first meal I walked in and like was admitted and one of the BHCs, which is Behavioral Health Counselor, another like okay. acronym. They're like the ones that watch you while you're in the hospital or okay. residential. And so maybe like go into explaining like, what you were in were you in the hospital for an eating disorder yeah okay right for my eating disorder okay and then when they're watching you what I know the answer to this like why are they watching you like uh so you don't exercise hide your food throw up okay cut yourself like any any of those right 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 exactly and they do the thing where they have to like make sure you take the pill they look under your tongue not at not at that program actually at other programs i've been at yes i do that i'm like what am i going to overdose they they do do check your pee though at eating disorder um residential inpatient okay so it's it's called a flush check and it's to make sure that you didn't like purge in the toilet oh 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 oh, oh. gotcha so gotcha. it's like so if you're in like an eating disorder program residential or inpatient I've heard some PHPs too but nowhere where I've been um yeah like literally you go to the bathroom you open the door and they have to like check and flush the toilet for you to make sure you didn't purge oh my god that's nuts yeah yeah <laughs> so my very first meal I was eating like with one of them watching me and I was like okay like it's fine I can do this they also like explained all the rules like you have to complete your entire meal that's put in front of you you have to if you don't you have to supplement um if you don't it's a refusal and that'll get you like whatever consequences so this was like you literally went from like zero to a hundred right yeah. you've never been to therapy well or like a couple I've been times like on and off but like very but this was like you were thrown in like with the wolves essentially yes. because there was people who were there for longer than probably like in therapy for longer than probably like five years for oh, sure. yeah for sure um and so then how well first of all this is my this is my argument about like the mental health hospital if i had to summarize it in a few sentences it's like you're already in like a horrible 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 state mm-hmm. and then you're thrown into a new environment which is with horrible horrible also horrible like <laughs> states of other people yeah. and then it's just a fucking shit show and yeah. that's why it's bad it's because you're in an environment i almost wish like doctors could come to your house mm-hmm. and help you there because it's like you're not in the system and it's so yeah. it's really hard the so, system like, was really hard at first but like i also do want i like i made some of my best friends in the world yeah that's amazing treatment. but yeah like honestly like even specifically to eating disorder treatment like it can be really shitty because people are really competitive like oh okay, my god i the know sickest. right exactly and like explain what you mean by that because i don't know okay so the sickest can mean <laughs> this is the just lingo podcast yeah okay the um sickest can mean like 
been fed through a tube the most times, but have the most inpatient stays, have been to like certain programs that are considered to be the programs where the sickest of the sick go. It's like a whole new world. Like I'm right. not even. No, I I'm know. I'm not even joking. I one time went on a bender um, on Instagram and like looked through eating disorder oh God, accounts. I know. And then I like made myself more sick because. I couldn't stop looking at other people's accounts yes. and like what they were eating. And I was like, oh, maybe I should do that. And then I was like, maybe I should get that sick so that I could do this so that I could be skinny. Like I yeah. was like in a cycle and then I deleted Instagram for like a year and a half because I was like, I cannot look at this. And there's a positive side to it, right? It's like I'm going to record what I'm eating so that I can show people like I can improve and I can get better. And, mm-hmm. and I saw yours and that's I knew I saw like one yeah, of your accounts. No, it's not there anymore. But yeah, I had it for <laughs> yeah, a time. Exactly. And like that's and it's it's dope. Like it's one of those things where everything could be looked at as like a positive and negative. You know, you're not going to look at an Instagram account and be like, oh, this is shitty. But to somebody like me who was experiencing an eating disorder and saw like, I ate this today. I'm like, oh my God, that's healthier than what I ate. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like the whole thing. And yeah, then- that's like, we could talk for hours about whether right. the Instagram recovery community is actually <laughs> recovery. <laughs> and that's like not even getting into like right. the bad parts of the internet when oh it my comes God, to it's eating so disorders. There's like, like, have you seen those? Like there's like documentaries and stuff where there's like, people who post like how long they have gone eating oh, without course. i've seen that i've been yeah. a part of that <laughs> like i have my own username and password of well, course Kaylee, i don't like... anymore but <laughs> i did i 100 yeah. percent. like that's i think how i got myself like in residential as my really? first treatment is because okay. i let myself get so sick but nobody mm. knew like okay. i like that entire first year of college like all i did was watch like documentaries about eating disorders like stock pro anna tumblr accounts like yes. it was it was so bad and like it got me so physically sick and like kind of taught me how to hide it i mean it was kind of easy because i was living by myself at college mm-hmm. but and par- and also a lot of the statistics show that like when people go to college that is when the eating disorders start because I mean, it's definitely not when it started but when it's right like, it's when it got like physically yeah dangerous. but when it gets easier to yeah. hide like I always hear stories about like famous comedians who had an eating disorder in college and it's like they're away from home they're able to do their own thing and then uh, that's when I had mine um and I like told people but they didn't know it was really serious I guess mm-hmm. um and then I think I also want to go into maybe like the reasons behind eating disorders in terms of like when you were saying the um being easy to hide it's it's a control thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, why? What do you think? I know what my reasoning was for my eating disorder, and I can go into that. But I just want to, like, obviously, you're the guest, so I want to go <laughs> I into hear yours yeah. too, though. Yeah, um, I like. I mean, obviously, like, some of it's just like genetics, but I think, like, for me, when oh, things yeah. went out of control, is because, like, in high school, like you kind of like have your place like you have like your group of friends like I'm lucky that I had like a group of friends that I've been friends with like literally since I moved to my hometown right and I was like comfortable with my sports comfortable with my grades like I was comfortable like most people like hate high school and want to leave like my Mm -hmm. senior year I was so sad like I just wanted it to last forever yeah and I like got to college and suddenly like you're a um, small fish in a big pond or whatever the right. accurate expression is like, <laughs> oh yeah, you were smart. Everyone's smarter than you. You were a good 
for the first like oh sorry 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 yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um no I went to in a, Evanston I'm just kidding we can edit it yeah, out we can edit it out you. no 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 you're good um I yeah I went to a um competitive school and suddenly yeah. everyone's smarter than you I was on a sport everyone at, is better than you at your sport like nobody like the freshman in college has like a solid group of friends like the group of friends they grew up with but right like, it doesn't seem like that on Instagram and yeah I don't know like I was like (laughs) I didn't have my mom there like in high school like even though like I had an eating disorder like I could only do so much because like my mom was around Mm. and like I was at school for however many hours right so it could have been like an environment change for sure but you said you had it before yeah, I mean, I, so, as long as I can remember, I've used, like, I've binged as long as I could remember. Okay. I was always, like, a really skinny kid, and people always, um like, complimented me for being skinny. And then uh-huh. probably around, like, seventh grade, eighth grade, I, like, gained weight for the first time in my life. And mm. that's, I was like, oh, my God, like, I can't let this happen. So that's when I started um, purging, throwing up for okay. the first time. And then, okay. like, throughout high school, I kind of went through phases where I was eating really restrictively and phases where I was binging and purging and like my weight fluctuated because of that Um, right okay and then like when I was in college like everything just spiraled okay okay and that got worse okay so then it was like so first it was like the phases and then your environment got out of control yeah and I think just feeling like I wasn't like good at things anymore oh 100 like, you like, have okay, like, i need this now you're so comfortable and then when you're uncomfortable the only thing you have like is like food in a yeah. sense where you're like that's like the only thing i have in terms of like makes you happy or makes you like feel like you're in control yeah so i'm gonna do this one thing that i feel like i can feel comfortable i i definitely relate to that um i uh um I never, honestly, I was trying to think if I, before college, had an eating problem. I never did. I always ate whatever the fuck I wanted, whenever I wanted, however I wanted. I used to come home from school. I'm no no joke. Every day I would come home from school in, like, elementary middle school, eat, like, five bowls of cereal and shit mm-hmm. it all out. Like, literally. That's just, like, what would happen. <laughs> and I would love, like, I loved it. It was just the best. Like, eating whatever. And then I got to college. I gained, like, 15 pounds, like everyone does. And... Um, I, when did this happen? I gained 15 pounds and then I tried to go on a diet to lose mm, the yeah. weight. And that's when it all got out of control. That's and the reason was. why, and then, and then what ended up happening was I would eat at, uh, 5.25 a.m. Uh, because I would wake up then for mm. practice, eat at 6, come home, maybe eat at 8.30 if I, like, deserved it after, mm. like, a workout before class, and then eight at 12 so it was a schedule thing it was an OCD thing that's when I knew like it was um a problem because it was like if I didn't eat at 12 on the dot Mm -hmm. I'm a failure yeah and then I started cutting myself because of it because I was like if I didn't do this then I need to cut myself so that it was a control thing because I I was majorly depressed like very depressed I was high functioning depressed yeah but I was very depressed and I think it was the OCD there was a control and then needing to like it made me feel so good when I was like I made it to 12 today without eating yeah it was just like the best feeling and then um and then now I'm like 95 percent better like I was not to be like it was the weight I was at high school but I was the weight that I've always kind of been I'm at like my set point weight which like feels really good I'm working out I'm healthy like I don't 
I'm having issues with like smoking weed and eating a shit ton at night, but I haven't been like gaining weight because of it because I think I like eat healthy throughout the day or something. Yeah. But I tell myself I'm proud of myself that every time I do binge, which isn't like a real binge, but it's just like eating a lot, um, I don't make myself throw up, which feels That's really awesome. good. Yeah. And the only time recently that I've made myself throw up was when I was drunk and I was like just like fucked up. That's a you know what different. I mean? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then there's times where I'll like eat a lot when I'm drunk and I'm like I could just do it because blah blah. blah. But it's never like. I know the feel you know that feeling when you're in a bad place right you know that and you know what happened I never was a perjurer when I had an eating disorder um a few times I was then I it got a little worse but I wasn't I thought I was binging but what I was doing was eating a normal Mm -hmm. amount do you know what I'm saying so I wouldn't eat a lot and then I would eat a normal amount and then I want to make myself throw up and one time I made myself throw up a whole meal and I was like this is the like I it feels like I like no like, no, no I, I want to be like glorifying right now but it, no. it gets addictive and like once it gets past the point where it feels good and like you feel dizzy and you're passing out and yeah, you yeah. feel like death like you still can't stop doing it because right it's it's, it's, it's a literal it's addiction. addiction that's like my brother who's like even so I and I, I've said this on the podcast before my family friend who runs a sober living home who was addicted to heroin for like multiple years always says if there's a guy on the corner who said, hey, that guy on Belmont and Broadway or whatever gave me uh, <laughs> this heroin that killed this guy, that's the heroin you want, the one that's going to kill you. Like, literally, that's oh, how yeah. intense they want it to be. If it killed you, that's the one that they want because they want yeah. it to feel that intense. They're like, when it makes you pass out, that's the one I want. Yeah, I mean, it gets, like, into, like, this very, like, messed up space where it's like, oh, yeah, like, I want to be the sickest. But then, mm-hmm. you know, it's weird because then when you do end up in the hospital and can't lie your way out of it, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. Have like, you ever tried to lie your way out of it? Oh, yeah. Um, I was sent to an emergency room in Chicago by, um, like, my IOP that I was in and uh-huh. um I'm like no like I'm fine like I don't know why they sent me here and then they're like putting an IV in my arm and like telling me that my electrolytes are off I'm like no like I just I just didn't have enough water today and they're like you're full of shit literally yeah I, they're like we read the statistics like, yeah yeah I like I, that like that never ends while you get mm-hmm. admitted to a eating disorder like psych ward um they're like med psych units it's it's not a fun time yeah (laughs) and it sucks when you're like trying to focus on eating disorder stuff which i was a little bit and you get thrown in with people who are like schizophrenic or bipolar that's never happened to me like i don't know if that's like lucky or not i've always i always (laughs) like every time i've been admitted inpatient from an eating disorder i've been on a specific eating disorder unit there's two in the chicago area that i'm aware of that people go to Um, okay and they're like they're med psych units which is means that they can do like basic medical things like IVs and NG tubes as well okay. as like psychiatric stuff okay and like they just you're there and then like you just you're you can't lie your way out of that shit. Like, you can't <laughs> lie because they've seen everything. Yeah. Because if it's only eating disorder, they're like, oh, yeah, you're literally full of crap. Like, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. And how did um, how did you – well, obviously, you've been to, like, a lot of programs, but, like, how did you get better? Like, what was, like, the turning point for you if you would, like – Honestly, like, kind of reinventing, like, my priorities. My priorities were always, like, be the best, be perfect, and that's, like, mm-hmm. where the eating disorder, the control, the if I suck at everything else, at least I can be good at my eating disorder. Uh-huh. Like, 100%. Comes in. Yeah, but, like, once I changed my priorities to, like, you know what, like, I don't have to be perfect as long as I'm healthy. Like, mm-hmm. it's still hard. Like, I mean, of course. it's still, like, it gets to be finals week, and I'm, like, I don't give a shit. 
um, or like I'll be on vacation and someone will take a picture. I'm like, I'm done with this. Um, but it's yeah, definitely and, been yeah. better because I've been like, I want to take care of myself. I want my future. I want my mm-hmm. career. And like, I was literally like in higher levels of care for three years straight. And I'm like, I'm so over that. Shit. Yeah, no. And that's kind of what happened with me where I'm like, I'm sick of feeling miserable. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it feels good. Obviously it feels good to like be good at e- eating disorder, have horrible depression, have everyone around, you know, but then at some point you're like, is this like what I'm going to do for the rest of my life is just be sick. I don't want to be like 50 years old and still doing this shit. Having never no. accomplished anything in met, my life. Have yes, you ever, okay. Units, like, because it's the saddest thing. And that's what got me better is meeting people who are like, I'm, know 40 and getting divorced and like I, I tried to kill myself and I'm like yeah. I don't ever want to be like well it's this. like and I've like met people who they've been sick since they were like preteens and I've seen them in the hospital at 50 60 years old still just as sick and it's like you know what like I want I want to do things with my life I don't want to only be an eating disorder yeah no exactly and I think it's like um that because there was one person in one of my units who like got who was like that and (laughs) she um would she was like kind of my inspiration throughout it but she was like I like she was basically like an I don't know she was an alcoholic but like there was some kind of symptoms and she was just like yeah I um like my I was with my husband last night and I tried to like basically like put a gun to her head and I was like I'm sorry and I don't want to dismiss what you're going through, but, like, that helped me right there. I was like, that cannot be me yeah. in 20 years. I'm on my back from break. I always never say we're taking a break, but it's fine. No, um, I always forget. Um, so we can talk about more, like, eating disorder stuff. I was going to say, like, I because I, I have talked to a few people about it, but I've never talked to somebody who's, like, been hospitalized for eating disorder. Like, obviously, you know, Lael, who was on the podcast, she was went through some – um like overeating kind of yeah. tendencies and stuff but never like in multiple programs for yeah. the same thing i'm just special um, like that yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm like that's why i actually had you on um so uh if you wanted to go into that and i wanted to talk about because i was thinking on the way here um about how this one time it got so bad like so anxious that i like wanted to jump out of my own skin yeah. that i was like i like i hate this I used to, like, love having the disorder. Yeah, you know, that feeling yeah. when you – because you love it. You like the feeling of, like, it being addicting. Mm-hmm. And um, I just remember, like, I wanted to jump out of my own skin, and I was like, I cannot do this anymore. Yeah. Like, I cannot do this. And that's partly why I attempted suicide was because of my eating disorder because I, like, was like, well, then I should just kill myself. Yeah. And so I just wanted you to go into, like, more of that and, like, what it feels like. I always describe it feels like you're living in a prison. Yeah, it's yeah. – like your every move is like controlled by food, like. But ex- okay, go into that more because like you people it. say that yeah. people say that, but like people don't believe it. Well, like I'm just, not even kidding. Every single thought I had was about food. You just think about it all the time. Like it's always like, oh, like this sounds good. Okay, but I can't have that. Oh, but like, how am I going to have? What am I going to have for dinner? Am I going to have dinner? If I eat this, will I be able to find a spot to throw it up? Like, if oh, I go out yeah. with my friends, like, will I be able to avoid? eating will I be able to purge like what if somebody notices like right it's like 
I feel like I did like a reasonable job. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I haven't asked them. <laughs> hiding it from my friends. But I remember there was one time I was like with friends that I was in PHP with. And uh-huh. like I was not doing well, but I didn't tell them that. And like right. I snuck away and purged. And like I came back and like one of the girls looks at me and she's like, you purged? I'm like, how and she's like I can see like you're so pale and like it takes one to know one of course like, okay, of course like fair but right you're like no when it like comes up yeah yeah like yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just yeah I just felt miserable all the time mm-hmm. and like I've like had a lot of like really close calls health wise and like mm-hmm. I really just didn't want that to happen I mean like people don't think that you can be like forced to do things involuntarily for your eating disorder you can be um Mm -hmm. if you're a medical risk to yourself um and it's just like you know I'm sick of this like I Mm -hmm. don't want my whole life to be in treatment and like yeah it's it's just miserable it feels like prison and I know like for me personally my eating disorder exacerbates like my other mental health conditions like my psychiatrist right now doesn't like think I actually have like clinical like depression anxiety Mm -hmm. like things I've been diagnosed with because when I'm nourishing myself properly I don't have those things right like and like you said it actually like really sparked an interest in me when you were like what can I eat? Well, if I eat dinner, that's anxiety. That's yeah. worrying about the future. That's like you're inhibited in the moment because of the future. And that's what anxiety is. It's yeah. worrying about the future, worrying what might happen if X happens. If It's all these different scenarios mm-hmm. that aren't happening in the present moment. And most of them actually don't happen. Yeah. And that you're worried about. And um, that's so funny that you say that because I knew like when I had an eating disorder, I was like, like, basically, like, all these things I've been diagnosed with, it, it was mostly just OCD. Yeah. I do have depression, but it's mainly OCD because it's the rumination, the compulsions, yeah. and all this stuff that's kind of tied into one. Like you said, like, I don't really have anxiety and depression, but it's just, like, exacerbated by my eating disorder, yeah. which makes so much sense because, like, you're kind of just focusing around that one area and then... Mm-hmm. Um, they're all like comorbid and it's isolating like if you oh my god can't yeah. eat things you can't go out with other people very often like I just remember like one of my worst um like quarters ever at school before I ended up going to Arizona to get treatment yeah. I was just in my room all the time just binging oh, yeah. and purging and that was like like it I mean or just not eating I was sleeping I was under my weighted blanket I was talking to my therapist about like how like I hadn't been going to class and she and I'm like well I just can't because it's so cold and my weighted blanket is so my I think I had a heated blanket not a weighted blanket my heated blanket is so warm and she's like well maybe if like you ate food you wouldn't be cold and tired all the time and I'm literally like, no, no that's not it that, no 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 you're like no no, no that can't be it I'm, I just don't like class yeah. yeah no it's yeah for sure that's like and and that's it's you never when everybody ever mentions the problem that could be it you're like oh never of course that could be it i yeah i remember that like i remember specific times where like my mom's like can you just stop eating like cliff bars and yogurt all the time like that's all you eat and i'm like they're just really good i hated them but it was like the one thing now i look at them and i'm like i want to puke but like that's all i ate was like every day for lunch it was like a protein bar and yogurt and that's it and then like for dinner it was like the same thing and if i had anything else make myself throw up like it was just and so now I'm like, oh my god, I'm like literally eat whatever the fuck I want. But and I was and I, I remember being in an eating disorder and maybe we can like help people who are obviously like going through this. Um when you're in an eating disorder, I remember thinking to myself, I will never ever 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 be at a point where I can eat whatever I want and not worry about it. And I am now. 
That's really awesome to hear. Thank I mean, you. But I, I, I do it, but I still have anxiety. About yes, it. yes. Like, which I mean, hopefully, I'll get to a point where I won't. But. And I think, and he will, because I, because because I really told myself I was like, I will, ne- like, by the hand of God, like, I will <laughs> never be at a point where I can do that. Because yeah. I was like, because because this is what what happens, and people don't know this is like I would weigh myself, and then I'd eat normally, and I'd gain. And no, no joke. I went to St. Louis and I was like, I'm just gonna eat whatever I want. I was in the throes mm-hmm. of an eating disorder. Also, yeah. I went to my grandma's house, like purging there. Also, and I was like, I can eat whatever I want. I came back and I gained like eight pounds in three days. And that's what people don't yeah. get. That's why our eating disorder is bad. But it's like you gain that weight because like I needed to because gain you that need weight too. And also like, no weight rest- restoration's a bitch. But like also like yeah, you like don't shit for like the first month after you start eating again. Like you just have yeah. that like in your body and like it's just it's the most painful oh you're so right I was so bloated and I didn't go to the bathroom you're so right I didn't go to the bathroom for like four days and I was like what the fuck is wrong with me I need to throw up everything I eat and I came home and I don't like cry a lot sobbing to my mom I was like I gained eight pounds and she was like there's no way get on this get like she was like she was like you get she doesn't have any idea what the fuck's going on she's not she's not a little lingo like my mom had anorexia when she was younger but like but like middle school and high school and she still obviously goes through some shit but like not to the extent that I did yeah. in terms of like all this like new lingo and shit she was like there's no way you gained it she's like well maybe you needed it this is why you need to like yeah. but it's that's why I was like I will never and then I slowly I don't know how the fuck but I slowly started like maybe integrating more food and then yeah. what helped me was an environment change I moved to the city and I started slowly going out to eat nice. and then I was like oh my god I can like maintain my weight and eat a normal amount yeah but that is something that like people do have to realize like if you're thinking about recovering from an eating disorder that like gaining weight isn't a bad thing and that's like something that like I still struggle with because like I'm someone who like did have the more traditional path of like went from like oh like a weight to a much lower weight and Mm -hmm. then gained weight back to like a weight higher than the original right right but I never got into that underweight BMI range which is still something that like my eating disorder fixates on very much like okay like I shouldn't have gained weight because I was I never should look thin like a to begin with, but yeah. like also that's like, just like BMI is fake. It was invented by a mathematician. Thank you. Literally, <laughs> and I'm not like, even... if you're recovering, you might need to gain weight. Like even if you're right. not that skinny, like it's it, you and might here's need the thing. to. Here's the thing: I gained weight, quote quote, because I like needed to like restore whatever the fuck yeah. I lost but then I got to my set point way which is what I've always been yeah you know what I mean because I like lost it naturally because I like was eating it was like too much food because my body's like what the fuck is this you haven't eaten this much in a year you know what I mean yeah and then I like slowly kind of just like got back but it took a while it took like yeah. a year for me to finally like be at a point where I was like oh this is what I look like normally yeah you know what I mean and there was a time where like Usually people didn't say anything to me because I'm very muscular. So, like, usually whenever I, like, gain a rose, people are like, you always look the same to me. I always look like you can, like, beat somebody up. You know what I mean? Like, and that's just, like, how I am. And I, one of my friends who's always – she's really quiet but always really honest with me. She looked at me and she was like, you look – this was, like, when I was, like, one of my lowest weights. And I took an antidepressant – started taking an antidepressant that made me not eat. And I lavished oh that. Yeah. It was, like, the best feeling. I was like, can this last forever? I was like, how long do side effects last? Because I'm not – like and I loved yeah. it I was like losing weight whatever and I um my friend we were like waiting like for a table at dinner and my friend looked at me and she was like you look really skinny and I was like oh I just like you know 
like thanks like just like that yeah. obviously didn't want to be like oh yeah i've been eating this or whatever <laughs> and she knew obviously and then i like didn't eat at dinner either i had like three bites and she was like i was she was like you have like a jawline and i was like yeah i don't know i just like am losing weight. she's like it's not pretty and i was like whoa like that like got to me but i'm so thankful she said that to me because she was basically saying that to me to like for me to think about that being like i should stop doing this yeah yeah and that was the only friend that like said anything to me because like i didn't see a lot of friends then i was in a therapy program all my friends were at school out of town and so but when she said that to me she's like i don't like the way you look i was like whoa yeah she's like you don't look like yourself and then i was like oh yeah you're right like i don't like maybe i should go back to like blah 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 blah. and i got better but you know that kind of like woke me up a little bit yeah yeah because you think being like too thin is gonna but she's like your jawline's weird and i was like yeah i don't know yeah and that's how like one of my brother when he's on heroin like you his cheeks are like sunken in and like his he looks like he's standing like his arms are like like he looks like he's like standing like a gorilla Mm -hmm. it's just like his arms are weird and his shoulders are weird and like then i started thinking i was like why would i and my doctor was like you're never gonna look like that you're like you're so muscular that you're just not gonna look like that like no matter how much weight you lose I don't know what ideal you have in your head because all of us do. Yeah, well, you're not gonna get to that ideal just like you're, you can't. Anyways, like a lot of those pictures are photoshopped or like they're people who are really, really sick, and like that's like one right. of the things that I do have to remember because like I get in my head like, oh, like my lowest weight was a healthier weight than I'm at now because BMI, and <laughs> and like yeah. my dietitian is like, okay, like what happened when you were at that lowest weight? I'm like, oh yeah, like I might have been in the hospital. That's how I found out my lowest weight, like. Fun oh. fact, I was in, I think, I think impartial or something like that. So like, yeah. I didn't see my own weight. And then I got sent to the emergency room for my eating disorder. And this dumbass ER tech let me see my weight okay. on the yeah, scale. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, oh, and I'm like immediately admitted to the hospital. But like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a good new low weight. Oh yeah, exactly. And like, that's like one of my friends who needs to hear this right now. I was telling her about you coming on the podcast. And she... <laughs> Her doctor told her, she's like, I don't want to know my weight. I don't want to know my weight. And then she saw it on, like, a piece of paper. Oh, my God. They're so and, mad about that. And she saw, like, her BMI. And she keeps talking. Now she talks about it on stage. But she's like, my BMI, my BMI. And I'm like, BMI is a fucked up stupid thing. Like, it's yes. not. The thing is, is, like, I'm muscular. And my doctor always goes, okay, I'm never going to look at BMI chart for you because you're, like, muscular. I'm like, looking at me, you're not, like, I'm overweight. Yeah. But according, like, and I'm just letting you know people this, like, who know me as a person. According to the BMI chart, I'm, like, almost obese. Yeah. Like, because of my weight. My weight's, like, I was at, and I've said it on the podcast about my weight, but I'm, like, 148, 150. And this, this, like, doctor, when I was getting, like, a colonoscopy, she was, like, oh, 115. And I was, like, no, 150. She goes, where where is it and i was like i was like i'm not but that's the thing it's like when you think about like numbers do not matter it's like how you look and how you feel you know yeah like an eating disorder can fuck up your body like i think like people like they just pay attention to the short term like i don't know i've had like many electrolyte imbalances that can kill you i've had low blood sugar which can kill you yeah i gave myself like fucking gastroparesis which thank god resolved itself because Mm -hmm. it's something like gastroparesis like when your stomach doesn't move and like that like can be like a long-term condition and like I was in the hospital and I was given a feeding tube and like every time they put like like 
stuff like tube feed down the tube like it came right back up and I was like I swear I'm not doing this on purpose I swear because every time I threw up the tube came out and then they had to put it back down which is painful as shit and like I swear it's not on purpose yeah because you don't want yeah you don't want them to have to keep hurting you like that's yeah apparently it hurts hurts I've gotten yeah I've gotten when I got my breast reduction they gave me a tube in my throat it fucking kills yeah no it hurts like fucking thing if you have like an ng tube for like weeks and weeks like it hurts like a bitch like right like or like like even if you're like afraid of food like you eat like cough drops just because like it hurts your throat so much but I'm like I swear I'm not actually doing this and Mm -hmm. once they gave me like a medication that like makes your stomach move better like then my stomach started draining and okay like it was like better but like it, mm-hmm. I was still so incredibly painful and like here right. I am like trying to like eat and trying to like gain weight while like my stomach isn't moving and that could have been like I'm very lucky that that didn't end up being like a lifelong thing for me I'm very very lucky. yeah well because like that those types of things that are like oh like this is because what I'm wondering is like when you hear that you have like a condition like that like did that make you change at all I didn't believe them okay so this is okay, like okay. one of my dumbest like moments ever is yeah. I was admitted to the hospital I'm like on bed rest with like an IV and NG tube and like that's kind of like 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 I'm like hesitant to say that because that's like almost like considered like a status symbol like in the ED world but like I was like oh yeah they're just doing this to me because like they're punishing me for not eating and then like somebody like looks at me and they're like are you dumb like like, why like would medical professionals like do this just like as a punishment for not eating like you're really fucking sick and I'm like oh like maybe that's true and like now that I'm not in it I'm like oh my god like that was horrible like why why do people want that like mm-hmm. why did I not believe them that exactly. I was actually sick like 100%. I don't know I just I like never thought that like any of this stuff is going to happen to no me. like I'm never. not I'm not skinny enough exactly so, I, so nothing, it couldn't happen nothing bad is ever going to happen to me right oh 100% that's so true I remember when they were like um when they told me they were like yeah you overdosed and I was like I didn't overdose and they're like well you went like they're like a medical like viewing is like you're supposed to take one of these a day and you tried to take over the dosage and I was like well technically yeah I did but like it was very weird when I like knew I wasn't really gonna die but then I was like I definitely want to and I could and then I saw that like my heart rate was like so low and they and was like beeping the whole time because it was mm-hmm. so low and they were like worried because I'm an athlete and my heart rate's like already like a serial killer low <laughs> like it's just so low like normal's like 60 to 100 and mine's always like 55 so yeah. like and then when I took all that shit it was like 30 in the That's 30s scary. right so it was really scary and like my parents were like what the fuck and I was like oh no it's not that bad like it'll get you know what I mean you don't yeah. think until it's that bad and then when I heard it beeping the whole time I was like okay maybe I like fucked up yeah you know like maybe I really did fuck up and take like pills that I shouldn't have and um yeah that like really I don't I don't even think to be honest though like at this point now I'm like oh that still wasn't that bad because I don't really want to admit that like what I did was really dumb yeah and like not a smart thing and that's something that I could have prevented because it's a form of protection yeah you know like your brain just like I don't know like it kind of 
if I was able to look at everything I've done in my eating disorder through the eyes of someone who's never had an eating disorder, like, I would probably <laughs> be horrified. Right, And, right. like, I don't, as much as, like, I want to, like, be recovered and never have to do this again, like, right. I never, like, I, I don't even want to, like, look at myself that way, like, oh, my God, you fucked up so much. Exactly, and that's the thing. It's, like, you don't want to admit, like, you fucked up and you want to be, like, well, it's my depression or it's this, but it's, like, you also play a part in it. Like, yeah. it sucks. And I just remember, too, like, all this shit that I still want to blame a lot of things. Yeah. I still want to blame, like, my diving coach. And I still want to blame mm-hmm. on my teammates. And I still want to blame, you know, and, and part of it is, yes, people could have helped me, but nobody can help you but yourself. And I yeah. definitely could have looked at, you know, and I definitely got the help I needed eventually. Yeah. But during it, I wanted to blame well I I blame myself for the most part but I still wanted to blame a lot of other people yeah I still was like obsessed with like oh no 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 it's it's not and I would acknowledge that I had a part in it so that I could seem like I wasn't trying to blame other people do you know what I'm saying so I would be like I'd be like oh I understand like it's totally my fault but like also they did this but also, like, I know I play part in it. But like, I would still yeah. throw out that little blame to make it seem like, oh, it really has nothing to do with me. It was manipulative. Yeah, no, I, I feel like for me it was always, like, oh, like, I'm not really that sick. But, like, like I know that this could kill other people. But, like, not, not me. Right, like, this right. Is how, this is how, like, society wants me to look. Like, that's this is how they mm. want my body to look. Like, that's always been, like, a big thing for me is, like, oh, oh like, this is normal. No, it's not. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And they're like, you need to look at things as your own standards, especially like when I had an eating disorder. And they're like, you cannot look like this. So they're like, that's that person's body type. You're never gonna look like this. Yeah. You can obviously be skinny for you, but like, that's not what you know. And they're like, they don't really want it. They kind of don't. And I always dismiss whatever they said. Like they'd be like, do you do body checks? I'm like, why are you even asking me? Like, of course I don't do that, and I would do yeah. them every time. Like yeah. literally, I, I'm like, why do you think I, I would pretend like I was better than that? Does that make sense? Like they would always just be like, are you doing body checks? Like, do you look at like your arms or? And I'm like, no. Like no, while while you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like feeling myself, and then I'm like, <laughs> no. And then I would like look at my stomach every single time I go in the mirror, and I'm like. Oh, yeah, I do, but I didn't realize that I had, like, a term to it, and I was like, oh, I'm yeah. so much better than that. I just told him I didn't, and then, then I felt like I was lying, and then, like, I remember the one thing that helped me got uh, – well, two things. One thing that uh, made me cry was when <laughs> they told me – they were like, um, we can throw you a snack in the middle of the day because my thing was, like, I have to eat at 12. Yeah. And they threw me a Nutri-Green bar at, like, 3 p.m., and I literally ate it because I was so hungry, and then I cried after because I was yeah. like, this is the worst. Like, lots of lots of crying after meals. Yeah, guilt. And eating disorder treatment. Uh-huh, and then I had one, um, one time, they don't let me see my weight, whatever, but the lady – the lady taking my heart rate literally took my heart rate it was a morning i didn't eat breakfast and she took my heart rate and she was like are you dead <laughs> like literally said are you dead and i was like fuck like i was like no that's always the best like when they're like what is up like i had one time where um i was like seeing the medical doctor at the treatment center i was at for some reason and I, like i was i was taking pills like i shouldn't have taken like diet pills yeah yeah. and yeah. she like like looks at like my like blood pressure was like like normal when i was sitting and then like non-existent when i stood up and she's like what are you doing and i'm like nothing and she's like okay tell me what you are doing and i'm like okay well maybe i was doing this and she's like wait not, no that is not okay like 
Like, you right. need to drink a Gatorade right now. I'm like, I don't need a Gatorade. Okay, then I'm sending you to the emergency room. Okay, fine. Give me the Gatorade. Right, right, right. It's always, like, one or yeah. the... Yeah. And I, I, um, when she said, like, are you dead or whatever, I was like, oh, I do not want to do this the rest of my life. Like, I really, that, like, really helped me also when she said that, um, my heart rate was, like, under 40. And, um... Just, like, not really – I mean, I was in the throes of eating disorder. It wasn't like I was, like, trying to overdose or anything. It was, like, yeah. really low. And I was, like, I really should do something about this and, like, get – just, like – or just, like, maybe talk about my eating disorder more. I didn't really talk about it. I told them that, like um, – when they asked me, like, why I was there for, like, my eating disorder, I was, like, well, like – and it actually did help. I told them I was, like, I have one right now and I will be completely transparent – but I'm not at a weight that's alarming, so I want it to stop it before it gets worse. And that's when I got the help. Um, but I still was definitely, like, doing shit. Yeah. I kind of, like, got better on my own, to be honest. Yeah. Changing my environment, going to the city, like, going out more. Um, but It's, like, d- kind of, like, different ways of doing it. And that's something that, like, people sometimes debate is, like, whether it's better to do it, like, outpatient super, super slowly or, yeah. like, be thrown into the hospital where you're eating three meals or three snacks too much. a day one way or another. And honestly, like, for me, I don't think I could have done it in the recover- in the community. I don't think I would have. Like, yeah. I think, like, I needed that structure and, like, sitting like, Because that was your main issue, doing though. this. Yeah. I think the eating disorder was a – part of my OCD and like your yeah. depression was part of your eating disorder so it was like that yeah. was your main thing my thing was OCD and like help them helping me with my OCD helped me with my eating disorder yeah. because my main thing with the eating was like I have to eat at a certain time and it's the same thing every day yeah so um that helped and then um I went to I know we went to one of the same programs yeah I think we did um yeah but that was the one that really helped me and like honestly I don't um they don't specialize in like eating but I know there was like and this is also something I want to like bring up really quickly is like they had an eating disorder program oh I know I know what you're doing yeah yeah okay I know what you mean now and they I felt like I I was jealous that there's, I wasn't in there's it. There's weird, weird competition that goes on at treatment centers. Like, right. especially, like, with eating disorders. And, like, having been, like, in the eating disorder track of that program, like, there's, like, that program, like, definitely saved my life. Like, taught me how to eat again. Like, it was mm-hmm. a really, really helpful program. But, like, there were also, like, a lot of, like, times where, like, the community was very, very triggering. And where people mm. were, like, competing to see how sick they were. And, like, I mean, that I, like, honestly learned a lot of behaviors through treatment. Like, as horrible as that is. No, but that makes like, sense. Like, I, like... Like the like the first time I was ever in a residential, like a bunch of us girls would just sit on the couch and like talk, and that's how I learned what all those acronyms meant, and like right. also how to purge while people were doing flush checks. Oh and wow! Like okay. like yeah. like it's really it like I like have like mixed feelings about treatment. Like looking back, like it definitely helped, but there's also definitely things that were not so helpful about it. Yeah. No, I I understand that. And, like, a quick recap, like, before we wrap up, um, like, where are you now and, like, what are you doing? Like, are you in therapy or, like... Yeah, right now I've been in outpatient for almost two years now, which is really exciting. That's awesome. Um, 
I'm doing pretty well. I mean, I can't say that I, like, always eat three meals and three snacks a day. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can say that, like, when a friend asks me to go out to dinner, I'll order what I want off the menu and eat it. Yeah. I don't purge anymore. Don't binge. That's amazing, dude. So I've been, I've been okay. Like, I definitely still have a ways to go with accepting my current body weight yeah. and, like, not being somewhat restrictive when I can but I'm getting there now I actually do work in the mental health field which is why I wanted to like keep myself anonymous and it's it's weird I know like we're almost out of time but it's weird Mm -hmm. being on the other side of it like just the other day um one of the my patients wanted to um be able to like go use the bathroom but there was like something going on by the bathroom like another patient that was getting aggressive so I couldn't take this patient to the bathroom at that moment in time and like she's like throwing a whole fit about it and oh shit like reminded me about when I was in inpatient once for my eating disorder and I wasn't allowed to like be in the bathroom by myself because of things I did on a a previous admission (laughs) and I was so angry because I asked like the night staff member to let me take a shower and she's like no when the day staff comes in like like because it was early in the morning you can shower and then I asked the day staff and just nobody had time so I ended up like throwing like kind of a fit like because I'm like I need to like fucking shower like none of you guys can let me shower like that's not fair and then like like as a patient it's like like what the fuck like you guys don't care about me like I'm locked here but you now that you do that but now as like now as like a provider it's like I understand how much it sucks for the patient and then I also understand that sometimes there's like factors that are going on like outside of your control and it's like this patient is the least of your worries right now so like you need to deal with like whatever crisis is going on and like as a fellow patient like you don't know a lot about that crisis like you try Mm -hmm. to like keep it separate so it's been a really interesting experience transitioning to the other side but like I at least hope that my experiences though I'm definitely not candid about them but you can help your patients more than like honestly any other trained person who went to grad school I hope so you can though because like you because as somebody who has it it takes like it takes one to know one yeah you can sniff out a lie so quickly oh yeah I well I mean also my patients like they're younger so they're really really bad at staff splitting like I remember like one of the the patients asked me if like they could like use a different iPad for like their free time I said no so they asked the next staff member and then the next staff member and like they were so obvious about it that we're all just like looking (laughs) at each other and I'm thinking in my head like okay like I'm much better at staff splitting like when I was in treatment and one staff member told me no like I could do much better getting a different staff member yeah you're like can you just you're like can you just do what I did please um okay well I was gonna say I always ask where can people find you like Instagram Twitter Facebook I can't. But, Sorry. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for doing the podcast and thank you for listening to Doing Time. Thank you. Yeah.